Hello, Rob. Hey, what's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? What's up, buddy? How's everything? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, just getting this podcast together today. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a real good one. So today, this is uh, the Rock Show 68. Wow. And we're talking about Gigi Allen. Original yes. name, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ Allen, yeah. Uh, How fucking crazy was that? Yeah, that is crazy. His father gave him that name. We'll go into that. Um, I just want to say, you know, 30 years later, I mean, he's been dead since 1993. So it's 27 years this year. This guy is still, to this day, just infamous on the Lower East Side. Okay? You meet so many people in the bars and stuff that, that, you know, saw him or know about him or it comes up in conversation and so many, I mean, it's amazing that this guy could still be so controversial and he's been gone for so long. I think he's bigger now than he ever was. What do you Dude, think? It's, it's crazy, man. Like, yeah. but you know what? If the guy had like, let me tell you the guy, he wasn't the brightest guy. If he could put two and two together, that guy could have fucking ruled the world in a real fucked up way. I don't think he was stupid. I think he just, unfortunately, you know, he he was drug addicted. He had alcohol problems. Obviously, some mental issues, I guess. But but the thing is, is he took what people would call performance art to a whole other fucking level that nobody ever did. Yeah. Now, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't condone the violence that he that he did and the violence of his shows, the fans and stuff like that. But I will say that he was probably one of the most real fucking people that you'd ever see perform because that that was just him in his fucking raw form. You agree? Yeah, Mike, let me ask you a question. You think if yeah. he would have lived long enough, he would have finally to commit suicide on Halloween? Uh, he kept being in jail every time that was going to happen. I remember, yeah, I mean, he, he talked about sticking a, a stick of dynamite up his ass and blowing, you know, blowing himself up on stage. That was one of the, that's one of the reasons I didn't go see him the last time. I was supposed to be at that last show, and I didn't go. Dude. That guy is so weird, man. Like, oh, yeah. you know what he did it off Avenue B, that gaslight, whatever, yeah, gas yeah, station. Yeah. And when you look at him, he's walking by the old pyramid bar, yep. by the old bank, yep. and all yep. those places. And he just left with the wrong kind of people, man. But dude, the guy. Let me tell you, the guy. Uh, the guy had issues, and I oh, think yeah. it's straight for what his. I think he's he just lived a very abusive young childhood. Well, you know, we'll, we'll go into that in a minute. Uh, his his father was abusive for a very long time, okay? And something must have happened to him probably around high school that he just, you know, started to cross-dress. And, but it was all, you know, he was based, he was, he was into music, he was into rock and roll. That was working for him, and he got that career going. He was in a lot of bands, right? Yeah, you know what it reminded me of that he was like a shock he was like a shock jock almost, like a shock uh, DJ, but he was a shock rock guy. You mean like a shock rocker, like Alice Cooper or something like that. Yeah, but 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 he was like beyond because the whole thing with the shit with the stuff. Everything with him was to the beyond. Okay. But you know, he wanted to Dude, and the guy suffered from a micro peanut. He what? He had a micro peanut. 
Yeah, I want to talk about Gigi's dick, okay? That was horrible. I said, what the oh, fuck am I watching? <laughs> and there were, oh, and there oh, were dudes God. sucking at it. Dude, he was a weird fucking motherfucker. He was a crazy fucker, man. Holy shit. Totally. But- I mean, I, you know, think about it. I've been to, I've been to hundreds, of, if not a thousand fucking shows in my life, okay? And Gigi Allen, to this day, will be the only band, you know, person I ever saw, and I did see him twice, okay, that I was, like, afraid for my life, all right? Because the famous concert that he did at Space at Chase, which is now Bar None, where you work. Yeah, that's Bar None. A lot of people yeah. don't realize. I was watching yeah. footage. I said, yeah, it hasn't changed much. It still no. looks the same in the back. Yeah, it still looks the same in the back. But I was at that show, and I was, like, in a corner trying to avoid – you know, shit thrown at me. And he was hitting a lot of people with his shit that night. But, I mean, that was in 19... I think it was in 91. I think it was. Pretty much. Uh, Dude, but yeah. that show only lasted like three songs before he got shut yeah. down. Yeah, because what happened was the shows would get shut down because he would be... He would make an arrangement, I think, where it was like, if you get naked, we're shutting down the show. But then he would get naked. You know? Yeah. But he used to, he started, like, he would play drums for a while. He also played bass. Like, he was very. Yeah, no, no. He he was musically inclined, okay? Both him and his brother, Merle, his older brother. Yeah. Let's let's, let's get into the meat and potatoes here, okay? Yeah, let's do it. Let's start this one. All right. Uh, Gigi Allen was born August 29th, 1956. And his real name, birth name, was Jesus Christ Allen. Okay? (laughs) Now, his parents were Merle Colby Allen Sr. and Arletta Allen, okay? Yeah. Uh, His father insisted on his name being Jesus Christ, okay? Because he said that he had a vision that Christ spoke to him and said that your son is going to be huge in the world. He's going to make a difference and that he's going to be big like a messiah. Think about it. He kind of, he was so bad at Dude, they had to take the tombstone because people were shitting and oh, yeah. fucking peeing on the tombstone. It was brutal. They had to oh, take it off. Definitely. I know. I know. And that would be many years later. But, I mean, think about it. You're born with the name Jesus Christ. That's just a curse. Okay? Yeah. All right. Now, his older brother, Merle, his name was Merle also. Uh, when Gigi was born, he was he was young, too. And he, he couldn't pronounce... Jesus, he couldn't say yeah. Jesus, so he said Gigi, and that's how it, how he got the name Gigi. Yeah, now, Merle Senior, the father, was abusive. Okay, and he was a religious nut. He forced the family to live in a log cabin in New Hampshire. They had no running water and no electricity. And what they used to do is the father would make them dig graves in the basement. Okay, just dig holes. He called them graves. And this went on for the first, like, five, six years of Gigi's life, okay? And Merle was actually there a little bit longer, okay? So, you know, what kind of life is that? You don't, he, the, If you watch that uh, documentary, Gigi Allen, the, the All in the Family one, yeah, uh, you know, they, they talk about how they didn't even know, you know, Merle talks about how they didn't even know what the outside world was like, okay, until... Uh, the parents got divorced. Now, Gigi always said that 
he thought his father wanted to kill his family and kind of like a murder suicide type thing. I think the father even told him he was going to do that. Yeah, he like would threaten him, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it must have been a horrible life for the first few years of his life. But in 1961, uh, his mother Arletta would divorce Merle, and basically based on like mental instability, and they would resettle in uh, in uh, East Street on John in Johnsbury, Vermont. And by 1966, she had remarried, and there was like a little bit more normalcy going on in their lives. Yeah, but uh, she would then change her son's name from Jesus Christ to Kevin Michael Allen. And that would happen on March 2nd, 1962, <coughs> during his first year in school. Mike, you want to hear something crazy about that? When he, Kevin and Gigi were not the same people, same person. What do you mean? I think he had like a uh, dual personality. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's possible. Okay. Yeah. I mean, th- there's, you know, there's traumatic things that could happen to people. And at certain times in their life, they could change. And, you know, there's personality disorders developed based on those old traumas. I mean, that's a mental health thing. Because you know what? She was actually in that or in that documentary on the family. She was showing this is a letter for Kevin. And then this is a letter for Gigi Hyde. And it was almost like two different people writing the fucking letter. Well, I, I'm sure you talk to your mother differently than you do everybody else. Right, Rob? <laughs> yeah, but no, but I mean letters that he would send her. He would send her letters as Gigi Allen, then he would send yeah. her letters, which was fucking weird. Yeah, just from Kevin. Yeah, yeah, you know. Look, I mean, <laughs> he, he 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 knew he was taking on some kind of persona. You know what I mean? I guess he wasn't gonna write to his mother as Gigi. Yeah, but um, he wasn't a good student in school. Uh, he had a lot of problems in school. He would actually be left back in third grade. Uh, Merle has often said that Gigi was bullied as a kid, okay, just for just being different, all right? And uh, by the time he was in high school, he started cross-dressing. And yeah. he was, you know, what he said was, he's like, I love the New York Dolls. And that yeah. was like, that was like 73, 74. You know, I love the New York Dolls. I'm going to dress like them, okay? That's what he was doing. I mean, there's some pictures of him from high school in like a wig and, you know, all kinds of shit dress. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now music had become a focal point in, in his life and in Merle's life at that point. Yeah. Uh, some of the obvious stuff like the Beatles and the Stones were influences. But then they both got into things like Alice Cooper, Kiss and the emerging punk scene that was started. Dude, he even they even list Aerosmith. He. Yeah. Well, look, when, when when you know, a lot of people still love early, early Aerosmith, you know, 73, 74 Aerosmith. I mean, it's different. It, it's better than the shit they've done in the last 30 years. Oh, man. Okay. Aerosmith is, is uh, I, I don't know. I was never big on them. I like some early, early songs, but not enough to even get a greatest hits, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fuck them. I mean, they're, you know. And the songs that they play on the radio that have been their hits for years are just horrible. Can't listen to that. You know, um, so, you know, he, he they were into music. Um, big on the Stooges, the Ramones, the emerging punk scene in the mid-70s. When he graduated high school in 1975, right away after graduating, he started a band called Malpractice. Yeah. Uh, you know, his brother Merle was in the band. Merle played bass. 
And uh, there were some local musicians that they knew, like Jeff Penny and a guy named Brian Demers that he had gone to school with. Now, Gigi played drums in this band. Yep. Um, and that went on for about two years. And in 77, Malpractice broke up. But uh, right away, he became the drummer in a band called Strip Search. And they actually had two singles, uh, a song called Galileo and a song called Jesus Over New York. Yep. Now, um, the singer, it was a female singer named Emily XYZ. She was a kind of a poet and, and performance artist. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. In the research of the show, I, I, I looked up these songs because I don't know if I'd ever heard them before. They're pretty fucking good. Yeah. Actually. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of like straight ahead, uh, straight ahead rock and roll, a little, little bit of a punk influence, but not nothing crazy. But between 77 and 84, Gigi was a, a front man for a band called The Jabbers. OK. Uh, and he would have sometimes multiple bands going on at the same time. He had that a lot of times over the years. Um, but by 1980, he released the first his first album called Always Was, Is and Always Shall Be. OK. Yep. On, on a label called Orange Records. Now, when you listen to this. You know, if you're only familiar with the later stuff by Gigi, you're going to be kind of shocked because, first of all, his voice isn't bad. His voice isn't shot. Okay, it's like he could he could you know sing a little bit. It's almost a power pop. Yeah, it is a power pop. <laughs> yeah, it's not very. It's I mean, it's definitely punk influenced, rock you know kind of Stooges influenced, but there's also a pop element to the album that that's like very interesting. Um, he had good vocal chops, I thought. You know, when he when he was younger, he could actually sing a little bit. But as he got older. And, everything deteriorated as he started to abuse himself and everybody else. Yeah. Um, if you listen to it, like I said, you could hear a little bit of Stooges, a little bit of Dolls in there. Some of the tracks, there was a song called Bored to Death, a song called Beep, 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 a song called Ass Face, <laughs> a song called Cherie Love Affair, um, Unpredictable. And then there was a track called 1980s Rock and Roll, where he kind of bitches about music and stuff yeah now genya genya raven was the uh was his manager and genya was popular on the new york scene because she produced the dead boys first album young loud and snotty and uh she was very well known on the scene she was kind of managing him all right but the tensions in that band were too much and by 1984 everybody would like part their ways because Gigi was starting to get really out of control and kind of change. There was a change in the way he was performing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, you know, he was starting to get more nihilistic, more dangerous, more unpredictable. Yeah. Right? And he did have some multiple bands at this point around 84, 85. Uh, there was Gigi Allen and the scum fucks. Uh, Gigi Allen and the Cedar Street Sluts. Uh, there was a band called the Texas Nazis he had. Um, he would be, you know, nobody knew what to make of this guy, especially when he started, the performances started to change and become more violent. Uh, you know, if you listen to that first album, you could put him in kind of a punk category. Yeah. But by the time, by the time he started to be really crazy on stage, they were kind of lumping him in with the, you know, the punk hardcore scene, but he he wasn't really part of that, you know. Um, 
one one thing that I used to do when I first heard of I think the first time I ever heard of him was through Maximum Rock and Roll magazine. Do you remember that magazine? Yeah, that that's like a hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was a, a a almost like a newspaper. Okay, it was a, a it came out like every month. It was you know it was black and white like a newspaper, but it had all the whole the whole punk scene in the world, what was going on, especially in the United States. Okay, uh, and there would be everything from, you know, people used to trade cassettes back in the day. I used to do that. Okay. It was almost like Screw Magazine, but Screw Magazine was for <laughs> porno and Max was like for, yeah, for music. <laughs> for punk, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of the hardcore scene. And, you know, there would be articles about this Gigi guy. I must have been about 16 years old or something. And I'm thinking, like, who is this fucking guy that's, you know, going crazy on stage and stuff, you know? Uh what would happen is in, in 1987, Raw Records, which was Reach Out International Records, they put out a cassette-only release of Hated in the Nation, okay? And it was kind of like, it was cool because this is the first thing I think I ever bought from him. Wow. Uh, it, it, had, it had, and I remember, the, you know, the Raw, Raw used to have a rack of all their cassette-only releases at Tower. Okay, on Fourth Street, it would be like the raw section, and you could just look at whatever Reach Out International was putting out. Richard Hell was always on it, and Gigi and Johnny Thunders, and like a lot of you know, all underground music was on was on that label. Yeah, and uh, they put out this this thing called Hated in the Nation, and it was a compilation of a lot of stuff that you just couldn't find anymore. Stuff that I had read about in Maximum Rock and Roll. Uh, singles or albums that he had done with different bands, but you could never find these records. They were very hard to find. Sometimes you might get lucky. You find something in the West village and some of the record stores that used to be there, but you know, and then when he came around, I remember there was a few times I was too young to get in. There was no way I was going to make it. I was like 16, you know, it wasn't going to happen, but uh, um Maximum Rock and Roll kind of promoted him. And there was a guy that worked for, for Maximum called uh, Michael Board. And he actually produced um, that album, that Hated in the Album. He put that together. And there's some songs on there that are like studio songs that were new. And he had like an all-star cast of people playing with Gigi, including uh, Jay Massix from Dinosaur wow. Jr. Yeah. So, you know, I remember when that came out, it was like very interesting. Uh, you had like some of the older stuff and then some kind of the newest stuff that he was doing, which was very nihilistic, very primitive. Um, but by 1985, again, you know, once that uh, he changed his sound, the, the shows really started to get insane. And he had a bad heroin habit at that point, an alcohol problem. And uh, there was a show that he did in Peoria, Illinois in 1985, what he had done, uh, he must have made a conscious effort at that, uh, you know, conscious decision at that point that I'm going to start shitting on stage. Yeah, that was. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, excuse me. I don't know, you know, how you make that decision. <laughs> okay. Like tonight I'm going to go up and I'm going to shit on stage, but he did. And he had taken some X-Lax a couple hours before the show. Okay. 
And when he got on stage, he let it out right there on stage in front of all the kids. Okay. And, the, you know, the club went fucking ape. Yeah, it was panning over. And, it was so, the smell was yeah, so yeah, horrible. Yeah, I mean, a riot. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah the, the kids were running out because the smell was so bad. And the club owners were trying to stop him from doing what he was doing. But then he started wrecking the place. And, you know, there was just no fucking way the show could continue. But people were running out of there, trampling over each other, trying to get away from the smell. <laughs> Dude, let me, let me question. After that kind of shit, those were, why would anybody even book him? Well, that was the problem. That was, that was the problem, Rob, because he would have tours set up and these things would get canceled or, or, or you know, he, you know, they would always be, I think he would kind of like just trick these owners because, you know, they had to ask him like, okay, are you going to shit on stage tonight? And they would probably go, no. And then he would go and do it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, well, I always thought that was crazy too. Like, why would you have a club and book them? You should ask, you should ask Bob. I, I, I know because me, like even there, he only played three songs in um in Space at Chase and he was out of yeah, there. They, was they, two. Yeah. I, I remember like if I was there a half an hour for the whole thing, even waiting for him to go on, it was a lot. You know, you just you, you know, once it was pandemonium, because he ran out in front of the fucking place. He ran into the front there of Bar None, Space at Chase. That was fucking crazy. And you know what's crazy? Okay. That performance, he, he pretty much was aborting his parole. It was like the like like yeah. running from my parole tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he got out of jail. We'll go into that in a minute, what happened to him. But you know, he got he got out of jail and just went right on tour. Um one thing that a lot of people don't know about Gigi is that he was uh, a big country oh, music yeah. fan. Okay. And he idolized Hank Williams. Yeah, he he loved Hank uh, Williams. Yeah, yeah. There's there's pictures of him, I believe, at Hank Williams' gravesite. Okay, um, and he related to the whole outlaw life that that Hank Williams had. Um, both of them were kind of like loner types. They abused alcohol and drugs, um, and he kind of related to him, but. Uh, one thing too is that uh, you know Hank Williams toured relentlessly. And yeah, so did Gigi, Gigi too. Yeah, and maybe he didn't know. Yeah, Gigi toured relentlessly. Maybe not always getting the shows in, but he was always out there. Uh, he would do covers of Hank Williams Jr.'s Family yep. Tradition. He would cover David Allen Coe's uh, Longhead yep. Redneck. And, and one of my favorite, it, it's it's probably like my second favorite Gigi album. Is is the the country one that came out in '96 after yeah. he died, called Car- Carnival of Excess. It's 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 like a country tinged acoustic album, okay. And it sounds crazy because if you just only know a little bit about Gigi Allen and what he was about, you wouldn't be you'd be shocked that he even did something like this. But he had wanted to change. There was discussion in his circles that he wanted to change his sound. By the time he died, and it just never, it never. Yeah, but the guy it. was so out of yeah. control. They got, dude. Do you ever, do you see that one scene in Hater where he like, did they have to do something at NYU? Then he just loses his mind. Right. He start throwing. Yeah, he would. He would do spoken word stuff sometimes. 
Okay. And a lot of punk guys have done this. Like uh, Henry Rollins have done spoken word tours. Jello Biafra from Dead Kennedys. You know, they've done it. And Gigi did it. And yeah, I mean, if you watch that, he's just ripping into them. And then he was he throw a bottle at somebody yeah. or something. Okay. And they jump him and everything. Yeah. I mean, his, his performance art was, yeah, dangerous. It was very dangerous, man. You, you could, you could, you could, you could get hurt at a Gigi Allen show, either whether it was spoken word or with the music, you could get hurt. And, it, you know, it, it, it was really, I mean, you could, just dismiss it as being sick and disgusting and whatever. But, you know, when rock and roll, I will say this, the best rock and roll there ever is from the 1950s to now is always the most. Dangerous oh yeah. Stuff. Of course. Well, that's, that's, that's the essence of it. So, you know, again, I don't condone violence. I don't want to see anybody get fucking hurt. And Gigi did some crazy shit. To people. <laughs> he would he would beat but, up the but, audience. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw a fucking throw the mic stand at you, okay? But you know, uh, if you watch a lot of those shows, most people aren't even close to the stage because oh, they yeah. know what's coming. You know, he was he was absolutely nuts. Now, um, in 1988, he started working with a band called Bulge, okay. And they came out with this album. This is a great album. It's called Freaks, Faggots, Drugs. Oh, yeah. That's Jones. a lot of good songs to that album. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. I uh, think that one has Outlaw Scum Fuck on I, I love yeah. that song. Uh, there's a whole bunch of others on there. Uh, Needle in My Dick. You know, it's all like crazy fucking songs. But uh, he was also working with a band called The AIDS Brigade and a band called The Holy Men. And they had put out uh, a seven-inch called Expose Yourself to Kids. And then they came out with an album with the holy man called You Give Love a Bad Name. And I always thought that was that was funny because in 87, what was the fucking... Bon Jovi. Yeah, except that's not... You, Gigi had the same name of an album, but... It's you not, Give Love a Bad Name. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I wonder if he was trying to... You know, just piss people off by naming his album that song. He probably you know was. He was. But, you know what's what? Like the people that follow him, some of the people that was following him, and even some of the band members said they weren't the smartest people. Well, like me, he would sense. get a very rough crowd, and they were to the point some of these guys that follow us are even losers because they were just the very wrong crowd. He, look, Gigi to this day, and he's dead. Okay, he he still attracts the troubled yeah. people, the people that are disenfranchised from society. They don't fit in, uh, you know, people with mental problems, but they're just kind of lost. Okay, and and his, you know, I mean, I don't condone it, but you know, it serves a purpose, at least if you're listening to his stuff, you're not out but there. But you know what? He's people. like a fallen angel that's I'm going to take the worst people and I'm going to guide them to greatness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 if you, did you watch any of the, the clips of him on like, Harago Oh yeah, I saw him on, the, he was on Harago, yeah. he was even on Jerry, he did all those talk shows, man. Jerry, Jerry yeah. Springer, and then there, there was that Jane Whitney show that was on for a minute that had yeah. him on. That one is actually interesting because that was the last interview he ever did 
or TV appearance, I think, that he had ever done. It was right. Dude, how about his guy. brother Merle with that Hitler mustache? Listen, I you know, I'll tell you I'll tell you a little funny story. Uh back in like nineteen, I wanna say ninety, yeah. maybe, I would I answered an ad in the back of Maximum Rock yeah. and Roll. Okay. It was a guy that was advertising uh that he had bootlegs of the Ramones on videotape. And he had some shows that I was interested in and um, a couple of shows upstate, like in Buffalo. And there was a couple other things I think he had. And he had some really early footage of them, like record, like playing in a, in a, in a, in a studio and a bunch of other stuff. Some of this stuff would be released many years later. But at that time, at that time, you couldn't find this stuff. It was impossible to find. So he, he had them and he was at, but, and he, and, and, I didn't know it was him, okay, but I answered the ad, and uh, he says, I call him up, and he's like, yeah, you know, come down to uh, this address on Mulberry Street. So I go down there, and he answers <laughs> the fucking door, but Merle. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and there he was with his Hitler mustache and everything. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's you. That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and mean, I still have those videotapes in my closet. So it's funny, but um, yeah, I mean, you watch those those clips on TV, the TV shows he did. He, you know, he was real, yeah. man. He didn't give a fuck. I mean, and you watch the Geraldo one. Isn't Geraldo? He's always a douche. All right, just the way, just the the stupid shit he says. Like, like he goes, "Oh, I want to tell you about the name of Gigi's band. They're called they're called the Murder Junkies Band. No, they're called the Murder Junkies, not the Murder Junkies." band you fucking asshole you know and he just has to say it that way to fucking you know piss you off if i was in the audience with Gigi, i would have been like haraldo you're an asshole i know but the people were like clapping for Gigi, like he was just a guy that was there man yeah yeah well you know he had his fan club there you know he had his his group but um he would start doing spoken word shows in the late 80s uh, and he also began a friendship with serial killer John Wayne Gacy, yeah, who was in jail. Okay, he actually went to visit him a few times in prison, and uh, Gacy had painted a picture which became the album cover for the uh, Gigi movie Hated. Okay, that would come out. It would be the soundtrack, uh, the cover of the soundtrack, actually, album for that. Because uh, Gacy, you ever see Gacy's paintings? Yeah, I've seen a few. They were in one of the documentaries that's showing some of the paintings. Clowns and all that. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, 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 they're very, uh, you know, they're sought after. People have paid a lot of money yeah. for these things. But um, they're like clowns and stuff like that. Real weird kind Dude, of he really, he might have been the but, basis of it. I always thought that. I always thought that, to be honest with you. That Stephen King was was kind of channeling that a little bit or ripping oh, off. Oh, he totally ripped okay? off. This is pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. I always got that impression. I wouldn't be surprised. But there is a funny thing. John Wayne Gacy, who was a you know massive serial killer, <laughs> okay, he actually, he actually said that that Gigi Allen was the smelliest fucking person he ever met in his life. <laughs> That's funny, man. They, they would talk about that. They that would talk about right. how bad the van smells sometimes. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, the guy never, you know, took a shower. You know, could you imagine, like, he got shit all over himself, but then he doesn't get it all? But he was, the guy was so simple that he was like, I can put all my bologna in a bag, like in a brown bag. Yeah, he lived very simply. He, you know, that was one of the reasons he liked Hank Williams, because Hank Williams kind of had very little possessions and just toured around. And, you know, that was a, a, a connection he had with Hank. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Gigi was always on the move. So it wasn't like he was going to have a lot. Yeah, of it was funny that when they interviewed him, they would interview him in the uh, with that hotel room. They were interviewed out of that hotel room was the St. Mark's Hotel. A lot of people don't realize that. I think I knew that. Yeah, I think I in, in Haiti, yeah, hated. In Haiti, right? He that did. Night. That was a lot of that shit yeah. was taped in New York, you know. Yeah, well, most of it was because that's where Todd Phillips was out of. Yeah. I think he's the guy who made the documentary, and he get. I think he's the one that sent a, a bus ticket to he, Gigi. He like, did. Hey, when you get out of jail, come here. Yeah, dude, that documentary was yeah. great because I grew up in Hell's Kitchen to see the old. They had like the old picture of the fucking bus terminal where it was like a cesspool. Port yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you grew up around there, right? You see the bus coming. Holy in. shit, man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you know, as his shows got more increasingly violent, all right, they would get stopped by police. Okay, and uh, there would be rioting. You know, fighting, bottles thrown around, damage to the clubs would happen when he would play. Uh, but he toured constantly, all right, and would be booked because I think that, you know, if you're a small club, you bring in Gigi Allen, you're going to sell it he out. He was probably, probably selling out, but he okay. probably made no money in the damage that the fucking club took. How much money did he take? I, I can't imagine how it worked. He must have took that money up. Or maybe he took half of the money and then he didn't get the rest. Yeah, didn't get the rest. Yeah, maybe nobody would be stupid enough to give it all to him. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times that as he was touring, there would be incidences. He would get arrested for assault and battery sometimes at the shows. Uh, indecent exposure was something that he was always getting in trouble for because he could yeah. make it. All right. And the drummer, Dino, would, 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 would be Yeah, naked, he's right? another one. He'd be naked. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Those guys, now, those guys still yeah. travel to this day. He still have people shove fucking yeah. drumstick up the guy's ass. <laughs> well, you know, Merle, Merle is Merle's in the murder yeah. junkies today. He still has the murder junkies, and they've put out a bunch of albums that are pretty good. And uh, I think Dino plays. With yeah, still, he does right? play with them. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he's still doing the thing where he's naked. You know. Um, that was always something like, you know, Dino would get naked, be playing this on the stool, and then he would get up someone's stick, drumstick up his ass. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, now, in, 19, in 1989, uh, Gigi was, uh, I believe, interviewed in Maximum Rock and Roll magazine, and he said that he was going to kill himself on stage. Yep. All right. And that he would do it on Halloween, 1989. And that's that was going to be the end. So as it got closer to Halloween, I think there might have been shows booked. OK, but he ended up going to jail all right, because of an incident. And uh, what he had said was about the suicide. The quote is the suicide should be done at one's peak. OK, meeting the afterlife at one's strongest point, not its weakest. 
Now think about that. <laughs> that is nuts, nuts, man. Right? Yeah. You know, but the, you know when it, when he was, what would happen is the following couple of Halloweens, he was always in trouble. But there was always that Halloween show that you'd hear about. Oh, he's going to do it now. Or he used to say he was going to stick a, a, you know, a stick of dynamite up his ass and blow it up <laughs> on stage and kill everybody with him. Okay. And you know what? In the days of, you know, 30 years ago, in those days, I guess we believed it. I mean, I was like, I don't know if I want to go see him this time. You know what I mean? Because he might actually do it, you know. But uh, the jail time that was kind of related to the uh, 1989 Halloween was something that had happened in Ann Arbor, Michigan. All right. Now, he was arrested for assault with intent to do great bodily harm that was less than murder. That was the actual Is that when he beat up the girl? It was, or was that in Boston? It was a girl, a girl, a girl, a girl that he was with. Now, you know, Gigi said it was consensual. It was a yeah. sexual thing, but you know, he denied the charges. Um, said she was a willing sexual participant, but then he admitted to cutting, burning her, and drinking her <laughs> blood. But he, but he also, he also said that she did the same thing to him. Dude, imagine writing that police okay. report. <laughs> you guys want to hear know, some shit? I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Now, the thing is, is there were certain inconsistencies in her story that she told the police that the judge actually, I, I mean, I, maybe today it would have been thrown out altogether, but he ended up getting like a uh, little over a year's time. He served from December 25th, 1989 to March 26, 1991 in jail for that crime. Okay. Um, during that time, he, he, he was excited to get out. I mean, he wanted to start playing again. He was writing. Um, he actually was sort of upbeat from what I understand. Uh, and he wrote something called the Gigi Allen yeah, that Manifesto. Shit was wild. Yeah. And, you could find this uh, on YouTube and a few places if you want to look at it. It's just about how, you know, he's the leader of rock and roll and you have to believe in him and he wants to bring danger back to rock and roll and, you know, kill all the record company executives. Yes, yeah, don't pay okay. for the album, steal the album, but pay for my album, but steal everybody right. else's album. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Don't let these people, don't let the Uh, MTV generation, like he shitted on a lot of people. He even shit on Guns N' Roses. He even talked about the Ramones. He shit on the Ramones. He shit on the Ramones. He just said that. He shit on Ramones, yeah. You know, you know what? When I heard that, I went, ooh, I said he was kind of right. Because I remember when the Ramones were applauding Guns N' Roses, okay? And I thought that at the time, I was like, well, at least they're getting attention because the Guns N' Roses admit yeah. they like the Ramones, you know, and, but then there was like, you know, this time when like Joey Ramone was talking about Guns N' Roses being the greatest thing all the time. And I remember going like, well, they're not that good. They're good, but dude, didn't D.D. Ramone play yeah. with this guy for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. D.D. D.D. did play. Uh, I don't think they ever Played I think live. he played. I think, I think he played one show live. He played with them like a week and quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was in the band like a week, 
And, you know, I mean, Didi at that time, he was trying to clean up. The last thing you want to do is be with Gigi Allen. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But now when he got out of jail in March of 91, uh, he skipped parole. We talked about that a minute ago. And to go on tour. And all the footage from that tour would be for Todd Phillips' documentary called Hated, Gigi Allen and yep. the Murder Junkies. Um, there's the Space at Chase show, which is bar none now. You, you, you know, you mentioned that. They use the footage there. Uh, at that show, Gigi threw feces into the audience, beer bottles. Um, there's also interviews with Gigi Allen in that documentary and others that are in his circle, fans, all kinds of people. Now, that came out in 1994. It's an hour-long documentary. Yeah. You can see it on YouTube if you don't have yeah. it. Um, now, later in 91, he would come out with uh, a new album called Murder Junkies, and it was on New Rose Records. And uh, he also played with a band called The Anti-Scene, uh, and he would do some kind of like combinations at times of like, you know, a song yeah. and spoken word. So, with Mike, let me ask this right? question. The, when he played with these other yeah. bands, were there, was that where he was on his downtime or was he doing multiple projects at the same time or where one band was on downtime, he would just find his other band and start doing other projects? All, all of the above. Okay, he would, he, would, he would have multiple things going on at the same time. Sometimes projects would fall apart. He'd start another one. But he was prolific, man. I mean, look how much he recorded yeah. in his life. Okay, you know, considering how, you know, crazy shit was. Okay. Um, there was also an album recorded at that time called Warren, My yeah. Head, I'm Your Enemy. Uh, and that was when he appeared on Geraldo, Jerry Springer, and Jane Whitney, like during that late 80s, early 90s period. Now, uh, unfortunately, it would all come to, you know, a crashing end here. Because on June twenty seventh, well, before you get to that, I wanted to ask you one question. Yeah, about the Boston sure. thing when he that, that he was talking in some class when he was doing the spoken thing, and he talked about killing himself, and some girl say, "Why don't you kill yourself?" And he pretty much told the fucking yeah. girl, "Why don't you come here and tell it in my face?" Uh, wasn't that the no? That was uh, that was the Boston because he winded up burning, um, biting, uh, burning the fucking paper. And then he beats the living shit out of the girl. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Because the NYU awesome. one was yes, with sir. the one that he's talking to the kids. He's everybody does get naked. That he's calling the pussy. That he just start throwing shit at them. Wow. Well, he was a maniac. Wow. But that yeah. thing, dude, that video is so like, dude, he fucks that girl up. Oh, yeah. It goes right and after And then the two her. guys, yeah, yeah. Are, like, I mean, try, but dude, he, he could take a beating. Definitely, definitely. I mean, he, he wasn't afraid to fight. That's he fought yeah. every day. Of and his the life. other thing, and the other thing, you know? there was that other guy. Uh, what was his name? Chicken, Chicken John. He yeah. played. For, Chicken John. He got to the right. point that he just said, "I couldn't do it no more." It was like it got boring to me because it was like we never got to finish a tour. We never got to finish. Like he say, we were two, three songs, and we were done. Yeah, I mean, how frustrating must that? Yeah, been, you're right? you're there. You're a musician, because even in the in the, if you look at the uh, one that Chase, dude, people are like jumping on Chase on, on on stage trying to beat him up, and like the band's trying to play, and shit, shit, it's a fucking chaotic situation, man. Yeah, he was throwing the mic stand around. He was. I remember him 
you know, there really wasn't a stage no. there in the back of that bar. You know, just like just that spot where the yeah, bands were set up. And remember when we went through the that little get together when when Zach yeah. passed away. Okay, and we were in yeah. back there in the corner. That's wow. where I was. Okay, uh, but I don't. I was standing. I don't know if they had. They didn't. Have oh no, those booths were added like, like five years ago. Yeah, yeah, those weren't there, but but uh, you know, I was in kind of that corner, which he never attacked. He he just kind of went wow. to his left, uh, was hitting everybody on the on you know the left side, looking out from the stage, the, the bar side, you know, close wow. to the door. And uh, yeah, it was it was fucking crazy. I mean, I'll never forget that. And that was the second time I seen him. First time I ever saw him was at uh, Lismore Lounge. Uh, a couple years earlier, and that that was a that was a crazy <laughs> show too, you know. So yeah, I mean now, like I said, all of this would, wow. would come to an end because on uh, June twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three, he would play his last gig, and it was at a club called the Gas Station on East Second Street in the city. Um, after two songs of this, the power was cut. Okay, they they cut the power to the club. And in reaction to that, Gigi trashed the place. Okay, now, I've mentioned before I was going to go to that show, but I just was like, nah, fuck it. I don't want to fucking deal with him, you know? And I didn't go. But it turned out to be his last because after he trashed the place, he ran out into the street with all the fans, and they were, he was running down Houston Street covered in shit and blood, okay? And followed all that, that by his fans. Now... When that that was, was going, crazy, that dude. He's like throwing he shit broke. in the middle. He's throwing shit at buses. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just like yelling, lashing out at people. It was like in the, you know, in the late evening that night. And he would then, after everything calmed down, go to a friend's apartment that night and he overdosed on heroin. And that was it. And, you know, he was found the next morning. And, uh, from what I understood, like at first, like people were just hanging around. Nah, they, they didn't, do they? You, you have you seen the fucking where they do his wake? They did. He didn't even get like a mortician to do anything. They just left him as he is. He was all broadened and well. Yeah, that was that was at Merle's request. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, yeah, like they didn't give him any makeup or anything on his face to make him look better. But uh, the funeral will be held on July 3rd, 1993 in the St. Rose Cemetery in Littleton, New Hampshire. Um, and, you know, he was buried with a bottle of Jim yeah. Beam in his hand. Okay. And he had a pair of headphones that Merle would put on his head. And, they, you know, it had like, I think, the latest Gigi album on. It was like a Walkman. Yeah, it was a this 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 um, band. And they yeah. had a party. They, they had, they had a, it turned into a party. Now... You know, take it for what it is. You know, he went out the way he lived. You know what I mean? I, I can respect that in a way. Um, the Unfortunately, what's happened over the years is that where he's buried, the, the grave's been desecrated many times. Okay, people, people go there, they piss on the tombstone, they shit on it. Okay, and they just think that that's you know they take pictures in front of it and do stupid shit. It's been oh my god, people were getting times. on top and peeing so, and shit on it, dude. There's one point they show Merle just break a guitar on some motherfucker's head. Yeah, that's in that. He tried to get them thing. away from that to the point that they just uh, the, the the people in the grave, they the great the people in that um 
graveyard. They took the fucking uh, um, tombstone and put it inside the church, stored the it in stone? the basement somewhere. Yeah, the stone is, is has been removed because so many people go there now to, you know, do that. And what's kind of fucked up is you know that most of these people oh, no. never even saw Gigi live. You know, this it's been 30 years, man. 27 years. So you're telling me that you, you, you're doing that you nah. don't even know what he was about. That's... I don't get it. It's cool. It's called people that are you know, people are followers, people that are cheap. They they need this guy as their leader and let's go shit on his grave, which is like holy shit, man. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that was so, dude, you 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 know what's crazy? You seen the one in the hated documentary when the guy that's making the movie get a girl to pee in his fucking mouth? Yeah, I know. That was it was supposed to be a hooker or something, but they got a friend instead. And she just like squatted over him and, and peed in, and a, he, in his face. Oh, and, and then, then he pees on him again. Oh my God. Dude, it was oh, brutal. I'm watching this. And you know what's funny? At first, the guy gives the girl's name and then he's all cut. Let's do this over. Yeah. And he still left oh, it yeah, in yeah, the yeah. documentary. Yeah. yeah. But, but he left it in there. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I remember that. Oh, Dude. Yeah. I think her name's like Jen. Her yeah, name's like Jennifer Jenny something. Or something. Like, oh, Dude, but it's so name. funny, yeah. man. <laughs> I know, but he leaves what, it in there. What was the but, de- um, what was the deal with him with the shit? Take like he would take a shower and shit. He was shitting. He either threw the shit or he would put it all over. And the thing with him mutilating himself, like cutting himself up. Holy shit! Yeah. I, you know, I, it's, it's everything to the extreme. That's what he was. You know. People have made, right? Remember, people have made paintings like, uh, remember that there was that one years ago, it was like a picture of the Virgin Mary made out of yeah. like elephant shit or something. Or like, you know, uh, people, uh, crucifix dipped in urine, like stuff like that. I mean, people just, they take these things to, to, to different levels. But Gigi took a punk show, rock and roll show, to that level, like it, it's just nuts. Like oh, he's the only person to ever do it. Yeah. Like that. Okay. You know, it's a, you know, it's not that not that we need another one. We don't need another Gigi Allen. But but at the same time, you got to look at that and go like, what kind of crazy fucking shit went into that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally shit. I mean, you know what went into that? You know, like. How, I got a, in a way, I got you. I think the band needs to get a fucking medal for just like you know, playing with them and dealing with that. You know, I, I don't know. It's just crazy. But l- let me ask you a question now. You know, and I'm not sure if I can answer it, but maybe you can. Like, what would you think is the legacy that he has? You, you know what? The legacy he's had, he was, uh, he was like the uh, fucking prince of the. Of the misfits. If you were lonely and hated people, this was the guy for you, man. Like, yeah, follow Gigi because Gigi can show you the path. I'm gonna live this fucking reckless, tough, real rough life. I'm gonna do drugs and shit in my pants and just go berserk. And you guys are gonna follow me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it, it. If you look at everything, punk rock was supposed to be. And in some ways it, 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 it failed in this, but in some ways it didn't. 
And what I mean is, you know, you kind of take everything that's shitty about your life and make it into something. Okay. You know, like look, look at the Ramones, for example. Could you picture Joey Ramone doing anything but performing live with the Ramones? Could he be, could no. he be a banker? Could he be, a, you know, could he, could he work in an office? No. Okay. So you take everything that's totally shitty about your life and, you know, Gigi Allen had a hard life. He had a hard childhood. Okay. And, and just that's yeah. the stuff that we know about. Okay. There, there's probably a million things we don't. Okay. Yeah. And his brother knows. You know what's you know, the problem? He never had but, a chance. You know, you... Well, never had a chance. You know? well, I don't think he wanted a fucking chance. I think he wanted everything yeah. on his terms. And, you know, and, and he took it, you know. I, I, I'm just amazed by, like, if I was a club owner and this lunatic dude, I would I would have got a chainsaw. No. I would have killed him. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure things like that happened. You know, club owner beat the yeah. shit out of him. I'm sure happened. But you know, it, it, look, I mean, you had to know what you were getting into if you were going to book yeah. GGM. Yeah, you had to fuck. Know. Holy shit! You know, we need to we need to we need to ask Bob about that. That would have been we yeah. should have done that before. How's he? How's he doing? Anyway? He's back in bar nine. He's back the in the city. He just got here yesterday. Next time, I, I want to ask you a quick right, question. Well, give... He also had a daughter in 1986, um, Nicole, and yes. the, the the mother talked about yes. it. You know that pretty much the family cut him out. He never saw the daughter, and the grandmother never saw yeah. the daughter. His mother. But, well, I think the grandmother wasn't yeah the first three while, years but, and then that's it you know yeah yeah and she was always trying to to find out about her and you know it looks like the mother didn't want anything to do with yeah like or his it was like no way so, yeah that's kind of sad yeah she had that one girl and yeah you see that in that documentary the mother is like very sad that she never got to know the yeah and, you know you know yeah, the mother, you know the mother passed away, right yeah, and that the documentary was 2018. Yeah, he died right after. Here's that. another thing I want to bring up. Um, you know, you know they showed the in the new documentary they showed the brother <laughs> doing a painting like he shits, then he grabs like gloves and he yeah. does this whole painting with shit. Well, Merle, if you watch this documentary, you could see how big yeah. Gigi is. It's still, amazing. Okay, because he gets he gets he gets constant messages from people that want stuff and he, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll do a painting and, and mix shit in the painting and mail it to you. And, you know, other GG stuff that he's created. Uh, he's very talented. Um, you know, he sells merchandise. That's how, that's how Merle gets by. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and you know, there's people all over the world that, that want this stuff. They want a, a, a specialized, Gigi Allen shirt, or or uh, I think he even makes sneakers and fucking yeah, shorts. Yeah, he makes everything, man. He makes uh, fucking uh, uh, refrigerator yeah, decals, everything. And... Right, refrigerator magnets, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, all this stuff that, that Gigi probably could have made a million dollars on back in the day, but there was nobody that was going to, you know, yeah. put that stuff out then, okay? But now, you know, it's you can make a buck on that, so he's doing it. Um, the documentary shows people. Yeah, dude, he even took some Adino drumstick yeah. and he signed them. <laughs> yeah, yes, after they were in his ass. <laughs> oh man! 
you could you could sn- you could smell it. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, man. Oh, Let me tell man. you, this guy was different, something something out of this world. He was definitely a special fucking person. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I just wanted to emphasize again, you know, like it's 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 when you you know the the spirit of punk was taking what's shitty in your life and making it something out of it, and that would be Gigi. On, yeah. That would be on steroids, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When it when it came to Gigi, you know <laughs> what you can I say. He at. was definitely a guy that great recording, great. He does great recording. He was good. Like I, I, he got bashed out by the critics because he yeah. he did shitty production. But then his later on shit, where he actually went into the studio, he could actually take out an album, actually sing. But he was uh, live performance. Fuck no. Well, you know, he, his voice deteriorated yeah. later on. But the first album, he's actually, yeah. he's actually, his vocals are pretty good. I like him. I actually, I actually listened to it today for the first time in a while. That song, <laughs> Ass yeah. Face, is hilarious. I love that one. But, but you know, um, you know, a lot of people don't even know about that part of Gigi Allen's career. The music was, was a little more straight ahead punk, even a little power pop. But the, but the later stuff was all just nihilistic with him screaming and, you know, talking about uh, you know <laughs> shitting on people and sticking a needle, sticking a needle in his dick and you know stuff like that. But you know, it's uh, look yeah. what can I? You say? know what? Show sure like that would not fly today. <laughs> that shit would get canceled in two seconds. No, it yeah, barely, it barely flew. Then. Imagine somebody doing that. Get it? Then get it? Just start throwing shit today. <laughs> the cops might kill you. I mean, <laughs> I guess you'd get a, yeah, kill you. I guess. So I, I don't know. Maybe somebody will try it one day. <laughs> wow, man. I don't know. Listen, listen, listen. When, when, when after this virus, when the Lower East Side falls apart and becomes shitty again, okay, you never know. A club might open up and we'll have some crazy shit. <laughs> maybe, happen. maybe you're right, man. You know. Yeah, maybe somebody's businesses, they'll give us space we could open a fucking club. So, Mike, thank you for another great, entertaining episode of The Rock Show. This is 69. Um, And the next episode, you're going to hear is 70. I mean, the next episode is 69. This is 68. And um, we're doing Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard, yeah. Country artist, uh, outlaw country guy. Uh, Gigi would have loved him. I'm sure he did. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting guy, an interesting. All right. Life, so with that, don't get drunk, get lumped up. We'll see you next time. Lumped up. <laughs>